Blog Talk Radio. My bitch drive a all white rank. Couldn't hit it if some niggas had iron. Lanes can't call it and you lame. You had it and you lost it, all the shine. I can buy a belly, don't talk to me. For a show, 150, don't talk to me. You ain't never help your mans, don't talk to me. You just follow all the trends, don't talk to me. I set the bar, I'm the fucking bar. Look in the sky, I'm a fucking star. I don't fall in love, cause I be loving hard. Do everything like my shirt, extra large. I don't care, I crash a ghost. Got two cribs and two states, I be doing the most. I got white folks money that I won't blow. And if you ask why, cause the white folks don't. Big bank, tight, low bank, bank. Big bank, tight, low bank, bank. The type of money you gon' need to sight. The type of money you gon' need to buy. From the hood, this type of money make you stay away. Type of money she gon' let you put it in the bank. Big bank, tight, low bank. Big bank, tight, low bank. Everything proper, no propaganda. Tropicana, go yard, bandana. Big sack, a lot of hoes like Santa. Through a birthday party in a phantom. Big shit like a dinosaur did it. And you know titties shining like acrylic. Yeah, so dope and had corn roll. I can see you nigga hang with the door closed. Now I'm looking for a glove with a sparkle on it. And my CBD got chocolate on it. Big bank take small ass shit. Bank account on some tall ass shit. Attitude on some fuck you too. Bank roll on what it do, boo. Meet me at the roulette vibe. And if I ain't did it yet, I'll try. Big bank take low bank. Big bank take low bank. Type of money you gon' need to sight. Type of money you gon' need to buy. From the hood, this type of money make you stay away. Type of money she gon' let you put it in the bank. Big bank tight, low bank. Big bank tight, low bank. She said, What you gon' do if I leave? I said, Bitch, I'ma do me. B.I.G., bitch, everything zoomed in. Big bag on me, looking like I'm moving in. Got my foot in the door, and we still here. I'm a first generation millionaire. I broke the curse of my family not having shit. I'm passionate like girls that's after more than just cash and dick. Feed me to the wolves, now I leave the pack and shit. You boys all cap, I'm more Colin Kaepernick. I'm rare as affordable healthcare. Or going to wealth from welfare. I turn my W's to M's, yeah, I flip those. I might buy a red bottoms with the crypto. Three coins, that'll pay your whole semester. But you gotta ride it better than a Tesla. Big Welcome to the Wednesday Night Wine Down with your host, Sheldon Moore and Nim. And let me go over here and give my sister girl, who always shows up to work on time. Hey, Imaj, the E-N-M. Hey, good evening. How are you doing, ma'am? I am not. Going to complain. I think the unanimous decision on that one is nobody cares anyway. No, no, no. I care. You I'm care. Somebody. You care. You always care. That's why I love you. Yeah, I care. Let's see, let's see, let's um. So yeah, we have um a show tonight about you know stuff 
just been rocking and rolling down our timelines and what's going on in the media. Um, and we're going to talk about just, you know, things that you're tired of seeing, what annoys you most. Um, we're going to talk about some specific things that I shared in the office. So I'll post those on my Facebook and let you know what we're talking about. And, um, yeah, we'll just kind of go from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at some point, maybe Ron will come to work. I don't know. But we might have missed him. He might be out He's there. Sweet. Who knows? He's sad but true. Sad but true. He's old. He's an old guy. He falls asleep at early hours, about 8.30. Um, to most of us, it's taking a nap. Him is going to bed. Um, it's going to bed. Yeah, it's an old guy. Yeah, I mean, and you know, saving the world is a tough job. So when when you are, uh, what is his name, Negro Domus, or you know, saving the saving the world is tough. You know, takes takes a lot out of a person. So um, we'll just we'll just chalk it up to being overworked. Underrested. Okay. Yeah, that's, that sounds fair. But that's good. That, that 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 kind of lets us get um, off of the show on time because he some for some reason likes to carry on. So that lets me go back to my duties as a caregiver because the oldest one had some surgery today on her mouth, and so. We going through with that whole recovery process, and she's very demanding. I can say that yeah. about her. Mm-hmm. She she went helpless on me. Oh Lord! Well, I hope she gets better soon. Uh, you know, I'm hoping day two will be better. This was the first day. This was a brand new, like, you know, she's never had any kind of surgery before, been put under or anything. So I expected it to be different. Mm -hmm. So now I'm ready to be taken off the clock, I'm telling you. Dear Lord. It's okay. She'll be all right. She will. She will. Um, And then I guess I'll, I'll go live and then... I'm trying to find all the stuff that I share with y'all, uh, the videos, okay. and then uh, and then you know as we approach that topic, I'll post that particular um, thing, and then we can go from there. Okay, cool. I think we have like four. I think we had like four, but then, you know, again, whatever other things that I didn't post in the office, you know, that you just might want to, you know, bring up, definitely can talk about that too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, would you go ahead and tell everybody about the post that you have uh, kind of going around about the code and getting ready to Head on up to New Jersey. Sure. Donation. Tell everyone about it. 
So currently we are looking for donations to help us take our show, The Code, on the road. Um, We have a page up on GoFundMe. We have been sharing it from our fan page, The Code, as well as on our private pages. Um, Please donate whatever you can to help us get to this destination because we are coming from, we're five people coming from four different states. So imagine the travel cost and other things that feed into that as well. So we are just simply asking for donations to get us there so that we can showcase our um, talents as black podcasters at the Black Gauntlet Convention in Atlantic City. No, we are not going to use your money to gamble. No, we are going to work. (laughs) So we are definitely looking for donations. Um, We appreciate the donations that we have received at this point. Um, They are greatly appreciated, and I have something for those who have donated at this point as well. Oh, good. That's a great thing to get when you give. Yeah. So we have some some small tokens of our appreciation when um once we get everything taken care of, we have some small small gifts. Appreciate it. And and we like to hit get those things that jingle, but we like to receive things that are so full. Um so, <laughs> yeah. so you can look at my page, you might as well date. Um, for the link to our GoFundMe. Absolutely. And it's, I'll share it again later on. So either page that you might be checking out, you can find it. Yes. Oh, thank you. Cool, cool, cool. And, and I'm hoping, you know, maybe I'll get to see y'all. I don't know. Yes, because we invited you to come. Hang out with us. Yes, you do. As y'all yes, know, Miss Shamor doesn't like to get on airplanes. So we're trying to <laughs> get her to hop herself on an airplane and come home for the weekend. Because it's going to be a game. Like, we have so many things that's going on that weekend. Um, that Friday will be definitely the meet and greet. Um, we will, Saturday, we will be doing all types of um, like little sessions. Um, Saturday night we're having a game night. Um, on Sunday we will have more sessions for the ladies to talk about being a black woman and trying to do podcasts. Um, we have a lot of things going on. Come out and hang out. And if you're in the New Jersey area or Atlantic City or you just want to drive up from D.C. or whatever, come hang out. The tickets are $50. Yes, the tickets are $50. You can find them at j1con.com. The $50 covers all of the events for the weekend. And... um, Okay, you said you answered my question. It covers all the events for the weekend. I was going, I was okay. going to ask if that fifty dollars was for every day. All events. Oh, it covers all the, okay. All events. 
Okay, so that's a good, actually really good deal to have something to do over a, a whole three-day weekend. That um, is a cheap three-day really, weekend date. Right. Like, how many, like, y'all, if you know me, you know that I celebrate homecoming from my college every year. I spend that just going to one party. So imagine being mm-hmm. able to say, I have $50 for a weekend and I can go do all of this stuff and hang out and meet some really cool people and the thing is it's like it's not just lifestyle podcasts. It's what that's what the code is considered a lifestyle podcast. Because we talk about relationships and life things. Um well there's also there for the people some there for the people who like comics, who are there who just do movie reviews. Um, there's sports um, podcasts that will be there. So there's so many different black podcasters who will be there, male and female, from different places. So, yeah, come hang out. Come meet some people. Cool. All right. Um, I'm setting up the wine, I mean the, the wine Down Live little thingy here. Okay. Um, and then we'll get to posting some of those things. I'm going to go ahead and try to set my little camera up for my live. I'm waiting on you. I don't look like nothing today because I've been in this house all day long. I look like nothing, honey. Well, I want to say that I did put on some lipstick. But that's how that's you get because I've been a I've been a slave today. Okay, I have been a caregiving mother today, so I was not the priority. So it ain't nothing fantabulous on this side. Try to keep my little uh, house dress. <laughs> the sky. I'm not My house dress. Um. Uh, I'm getting ready to join you. Let me put my, wait a minute, pause, pause, go back. I got to put my other headphones in my little thing so that we don't hear a double talking. Okay. It's on me, so, 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 go away. Okay. Come on now. Uh-oh, where'd it go? Oh, my phone's just, did it, did it go away? No, I see you. Oh, okay. Okay, because it, it did over here. It went away on this side because I was trying to adjust it, but, you know. Um, I see you adjust. Okay. Yeah, then it kind of, like, went dark on me. So, okay. So, as we get our live life together, we're going to go ahead and um, start on one of our first, oh, now we're connecting and failing. <sighs> Did you make it? Mm-mm. I didn't make it. I don't it's think. It. It's, it's not connecting. Why? Why won't it connect? I approve of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not being nice today. So, I don't know. 
I'm I'm gonna wait one more second. Your your thing is up here, but it's not letting me add you. I sent it again. Wait a minute, now I can't hear you. Oh, you weren't talking. I'm not, I, I saw know. your lips moving on doing? the thing. I don't know. Okay, we'll figure it out in a second. Okay. It's so, so like, it's been temperamental, and this time we can't say it's blog talk. This time it is uh, <laughs> Facebook being Live. temperamental. Facebook Live is acting like a little punk, so... We're gonna we're gonna go forward. We're gonna try to come on back and, and join our lives together in a minute. But I want to go ahead and post one of the first um, one of the first videos that we talked about or that we watched <clears throat> in the office, and then we're gonna kind of you know let you talk about it out here on Facebook as soon as I click it and figure out how to share it to my page. Um, So there's this uh, video of a young lady who is, I don't know, standing on a car and she is talking about a man and what type of man is a real man or a woman should get or whatever. And okay, so I'm going to share it first so everybody can get okay. a chance to see it. Um, And I labeled it as topic one. So if you are um, checking out the live, um, you can um, check out the post that says topic one that I just shared to my page on my timeline. So on this one, the young lady is talking directly into the camera. Someone's recording her. And the topic of conversation is a man gets the money, a man needs to have money, he don't need to sleep all day, he needs to get money, he needs to have a lot of money. Um, and basically what the expectation is for getting you a man is basically how I perceive it, or, or what kind of man you're supposed to get based on criteria that, I don't know, that's part of the discussion. Based on some criteria, this is the type of man that you're supposed to get. And it is super interesting because uh, I think it sparks the question, is the message wrong? Like, it, and, and I'm doing this, um, I don't know why this is telling me about settings. I know how to use my phone. We just have an issue. Um, it's telling me connection fail, Imaj. It won't let me add you. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll come off of it. I'll, I'll um let me reset my tablet. Let me do okay. that and see what happens. Oh, 
Um, so okay. So let me let me watch so, this yeah. video. So this I, I didn't watch this video. Let me let me watch this video. Let me get un momento. Okay, you hadn't watched this one. All right, so so and I feel like I have to um I don't know why we got faces and stuff on here. Um, I don't I feel like I have to represent for Ron who would be devil's advocate in this situation and he would say, But what's wrong with what she's saying if the message is that you want to put into your daughters is to not accept a man that has no ambition. This is what I can hear him saying. Um, are we criticizing the delivery? Are we criticizing the message? This, this, so this sounds that sound like a run to you. That may sound like a run um, situation. Um, but okay, so I'm still I'm trying to watch this. Okay. If he okay. Okay. So how old is this kid oh, yeah. born? Uh, I I don't know. I mean, to me, she looks like she could be a maybe ten is pushing it. She doesn't look like my my typical twelve year olds that I'm used to seeing. But her conversation is definitely not 10 years old. No. Okay. So I think that it's the vessel (laughs) because the things that she's saying should not be coming out of a kid's mouth. I feel like some, some stuff, and I think that she's probably witnessed some stuff that her mama has done. She's probably watched her mama take care of a lazy person. If he ain't, because I get what she's saying. If he ain't got no money, what you doing with him? If he ain't got no ambition, what you doing with him? And all he's doing right. is playing video games. What you doing with him? I get that, but this is a, you still you still a child, right? So I, I think, think that's part of my issue. I think it's the fact that she does not know how to go about saying that. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the kid-friendly way of saying it. And then, you know, then people say, well, why does she have to say it in a kid-friendly way if the message is the point? And I get it. But my question is, is she just saying this and does she know what that means? Because what does that mean at 10? Exactly. What do you know about money? Have you do you what, start, what do you know you about washing dishes at this point and you have an allowance so you know how to deal with money and your mom is making you pay for things that you may need with your allowance? Like and what do yeah, you know about a man? You know? Yeah. Like what you know about what you, where you been here? A man what do you know about what a man's role is? in the eyes of, of a 10-year-old. Like, as that applies to you, are you saying that your boyfriend needs to have what? What What does he need to be taking care of for you at 10? Well, and he need to be buying your little milk at the, at the schoolhouse? I don't understand. 
Because at, at, at your age, those things should be a parent's requirement. So, you know, that's one of the questions. I see your request. Let's see if we can do it again. Nope. Okay, wait a minute. I just see you. No, because I'm not back. That's old. Because I ain't even requested okay. it. I ain't even. Okay, oh. let me oh, oh, go. Oh. All right, so that was one of my questions. That was one of my questions. It's like, what what exactly is the type of, so is this message to to an adult? This sounds like, you know, when we get around each other, you know, friends, and we tell our friends about their man or they, you know, girl, you need to, he lazy. He don't want to do nothing, girl. Has she been present during those girlfriend chats? And is that why she decided I'm going to tell whoever the same thing? Hey, Adele. Hi, Miss Adele. How are you? That's my friend. Hey, that's your real life friend. So, Adele, I took a couple of pie shots from my um, co-host because they said, that I got to hang out with um, my famous friends. Is that what y'all call my famous friends? And then they mm-hmm. said that um, they were just my regular friends. And I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to feel because I treat all my friends the same. Neither. You, you, Adele, you, hey, I, as I recall, I think you may uh-huh. have jumped on a plane for Miss Adele. We can't get you to go to the border for us, the border of the city. That was at a very critical time in my life. I needed that flight. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to man up. I told y'all I'm trying to man up, trying to man up. I'm going to try to do that. Look, (laughs) Adele said, you got famous friends? Introduce me, please. Well, Adele, this is Imaj. Imaj, this is Adele. Imaj is one of my famous friends. There you go. I am one of your regular. <laughs> I am one of your regular friends. I do regular things. I work this regular job with these people who call and tear my nerves up daily. I'm re- I'm pretty regular. Pretty regular. Miss Adele, you might be a famous friend. Everybody want to be pretty regular. I know Adele was just talking the other day about eating bananas. They keep you pretty regular. I think being regular is really healthy. I'm just saying. I keep my regular, regular life. We all should be shooting for regular. Nobody want to be bashful. Regular. Everybody want to be famous. That's what me and Dre were talking about earlier today. He's like, you just wait till we blow up. Dre, be quiet. We not, we too old to be blowing up. You know, sometimes oh. that's what happens. You blow up. I should have, look, listen, listen to my issue. So I got this Yeti that keeps stuff cold, right? It keeps stuff cold. But as y'all can see, I am having my own private summer right now. I I am, Yeah. All, I am glistening and glowing all across this screen, right? So I need to be in the Yeti, I guess, because whatever I'm drinking out of this Yeti is turning the heat up. I am sweating everywhere. 
And so today so y'all water in the Yeti. Not water. It's probably made from water. What? It's, it has water <laughs> in some of it. It's started oh, as water. ice in it. It's ice in it. But it technically yeah. wasn't a water that the ice was in. So you are having that that black rum you like so much and Coke and some ice. You was looking in there when I did that? You saw me do that? How you wipe your sweat from your brow? That means there's alcohol in that Yeti. There is alcohol in the Yeti, and I am hot from the alcohol that's in the Yeti. And next time, it will probably be water in the Yeti because I can't handle this. It's worse than a hot flash right now. And it's too hot in the summer for that. There's no Carolina heat. That's what I'm no joke. It is. Summertime hot flash is like hell in an incubator. I don't know. I can't handle it. I, thank you, Adele, for showing us that you too burn the fuck up during this time. Okay. With your All right, company. so we can be regular together. We can be three regular ladies here. And we just, that's what we're going to do. We're going to be three regular schmuggler. Ladies out here in these streets having hot flashes, dying in this North Carolina and Texas heat. And I don't know, I think of them like being too touchy. So there you go. Um, okay, so we talked about that post. So 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 I think the general consensus about that one is what? That, that little girl has been sitting around hanging with her mom and her auntie. Uh huh. Okay. I think that she's been. I think that even though her she has a message, I think she still needs to be in a child's place. So she doesn't need to be sitting yeah. around listening to her mom and her aunties talk about how her mama's dudes ain't worth a hill of beans, ain't worth nothing in these streets. They lazy. They don't work. They ain't got no money. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and she's probably looking at her mama like, you got to be the dumbest if you think that I'm about to sit here and pretend like this dude's going to be my stepdaddy and he ain't nothing. <laughs> so, okay. I think that's that's what my consensus is. I mean, like, uh-oh, okay. When does that become acceptable? Like, when does the... When does that topic or her saying those things become age appropriate? Because if we give her maybe 10 at the oldest, she might be 12. And we know that that's like not, that's not the norm or the accepted behavior at that age. When do we get to that? When does that become okay for her to say those things and have that conversation? I think... I can't really say because there's been some conversations that I've had with my teenager about certain things. Right. Because and then you so, have to look at explaining a grown man to a kid. You know, what? Right. how do you do that? When it's their dad or their that's, uncle or their grandfather or. Well, I've had to explain some stuff about the, the daddy lately. Um, that I didn't think mm. I was going to have to explain. But 
I think that she's at a point now where she she sees what's going on, and she under she's like making her own thoughts about it. So she's now asking me questions. Um, mm-hmm. So that's when you like, hey, look, listen, he's kind of not worth a hill of beans. I <laughs> but you have to be honest with them. I think. You know, once they get to, if they have those questions, that's when you kind of explain it to them. Like, okay, yeah. he ain't, but you see that, he, I'm not telling you nothing that you haven't saw, seen or anything. Yeah. Yes, I mean, I remember, and and she did a great job, but my mom used to have to tell me about my dad, and her whole goal was to never make me um, to to never paint him as a bad guy always, you know, or not to make my mind up for me about mm-hmm. him. And she did a great job of masking or letting me choose. So fast forward a whole bunch of years later, you know, more than 20 years later as an adult who's dealing with a lot of the things that, that, um, you know, our relation where where our relationship is currently, you know, basically. Um mm-hmm. man, what a challenge. And and the funny thing is, she is still compelled to try to smooth over our relationship. Um, to benefit that's what, him. That's what we do. And we don't want to be the 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 bad guy, and we want to also try to well, make the situation easier. Like, like I said something, and she was very upset with me because of of what I said. But for me, that's how I felt in that moment, and and I I did I felt it passionately. But she was like, "Don't ever let me hear you say that again." You know, I'm like, you know, and this is someone who endured. Um, a lot at the hands of my dad. My mom dealt with a lot of things being married to him um, that as as a full-grown woman myself, I would have to say I wouldn't be able to do it. Um, And I know that's easy for me to say sitting here, but I honestly feel like I would not have done it um, for as long as she did it. but that's like I said, that's hindsight. That's me knowing um, the full story. You know what I'm saying? That's me knowing everything from that's hindsight. I know how the story ended. Um, being in it probably was different. Being in it with three children was probably different. Being in it, you know, striving as a middle-class family made it different. I'm sure all those things weighed in. But just what I saw, um, yeah, no. And so now, you know, they eventually got a divorce. Um, and even as they went through their divorce and after the divorce, um, she never did badmouth him. Mm-hmm. You know? But... All of the issues that were once hers, you know, to to try to sugarcoat for us, I have no sugarcoating for them right now, and I deal with them. 
you know, because I am his only child. So all of those things are now like my burden to bear as I try to be there for him because he's in a situation where he needs assistance and stuff like that. And I'm just telling you. Yeah. I don't know what kind of conversations that this girl has been privy to. I'm sure mm-hmm. I, the evidence is there that she's heard some of those he's sorry girl conversations. Uh, you don't need him girl conversations. And so, you know, kids say what they know, what they are, what they experience. So when they are left to their own devices and you hear them just regurgitating, they're regurgitating what their their environment tells and see, mm-hmm. you know, very rarely do you get a kid that just spews stuff that they've never experienced during their downtime. You know, it's people go to their place of comfort, what they know, and especially with children, you know, developing new mm-hmm. topics is, is a task for them. So, yeah, we got to be mindful how how we are in front of our kids because we have the question, is that what we want to come out when we're not there, when we can't monitor, when mm-hmm. we say, girl, be quiet, stop it. When you can't say that, when you're not there to say, stop saying that, that's coming out. Are you okay with it? You know. So, moving on. So topic two, Imaj, I posted the clip of the the, the conversation that the host was having with the lady about uh, white privilege and him and, telling and her that it doesn't exist. He's never seen it. Huh? Yeah, I, I, I was yeah. watching that. And then, you know, they have this conversation about affirmative action and then it moves into white privilege doesn't exist. He's never seen it. And it's something black people keep making up. And he went into this little tangent of telling her to, well, then show me. Show me what it is. Tell me what it's like. And he had the right one. I'm going to say that. He had the right one on the show because um, she wanted to maintain her cool. Uh, she didn't want to get angry. I'm sure at some point those would have made it seem like, you know, she was, um, you know, losing the fight or whatever. But. That conversation would have it ran me hot just watching it, just watching it. Um, it, and it of course reminded me of a conversation I had recently about affirmative action with a, a, a okay. young man on my Facebook. But then um, okay. the whole white privilege doesn't exist thing. It's like, is this real? It it, it was interesting. Um, the angle that he spoke from. So if anybody's wondering what we're talking about, I posted topic two on my Facebook um, so you can check it out. I'm going to um, talk about a a few pieces of this that that I thought was super interesting um, as it it, um, deals with for one, I don't know the disrespect. I don't know. I, I just felt like the conversation itself was disrespectful. The way that it was being had, um, 
it was almost like he was calling her a liar for her opinion. So, I don't know. Uh, so we're going to listen to some of this. High school got an affirmative action. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't excuse. They're blaming it on white people. Here we go. So the man. They'll take it. And excuse uh, me for my backing up skills. I see, she said clearly, I see that uh, white people have the same struggles and things that we have in that. What type of struggles uh, they have? To they make have. Their marriages work. They have to uh, make their children, help their kids grow up in the right way so that they can earn a living and be in the But they also have the majority of their fathers at home. Right. And the reason for that is starting to change somewhat now, but the reason for that is because they are taking responsibility for that, whereas black men and women are not taking responsibility for that, as they did prior to the civil rights movement. Black people are blaming it on their lack of self-control and self-containment. They're blaming it on white people while white people are working hard to keep it going. I do believe that Okay. Okay, so that little piece right there where he clearly um, placed all of the issues that exist in the world, uh, in our culture, um, on our shoulders, and no one is at fault. And the the fact that we can have a conversation and say that the struggles for a black man and a, a white man are the same, or a black woman and a white woman are the same, obviously he just hasn't even looked at stats. Statistically, that's not true. Even if we went just bare minimum facts, that's not true. When you boil things down to unemployment, when you boil things down to the numbers about home ownership, when you boil things down to, um, you know, um, streams of um, income, when you're statistically going to see that there are some things that are very different culturally um, in both races. And the advantage is going to lie on one side more than the other. Um, so that's just not, when you put all those stats together, that's not just the, the fault of a race, like black people are just lazy. Or I, I just, I think people have a hard time looking at the reality of, of what we deal with and where we are. Mm-hmm. We've come far. But we are so fresh out of um, overt oppression. We are so fresh out of um, legal oppression. How far did you expect a, a group of people to make it in the amount of time that we actually had some type of equal rights and have had some some assistance from law saying certain things were illegal to be um you know to to gain equality we haven't been that far out from these things so how much achievement can you expect a whole group of people not one or two individuals a whole group of people to have acquired when it has taken how long has your the the typical traditional um, white person been in America unoppressed and 
some of some of them still live beneath our poverty level. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to understand how we've only had so many years or decades decades or whatever where we have not had any outright yeah outright um oppression and I say outright but we all know that it's still overt but where it's been illegal to do certain things because of them discrimination laws um but how far when he starts this this argument with her, how much gain I would love to see his portfolio. Because the way he speaks, he should be doing multi-million dollar things. Mm-hmm, but you look like you really don't cable He access. has the mindset. Because he has the mindset. And if he doesn't understand how he's being oppressed, how he is a victim of the system right now, and he's more brainwashed than I thought because oh. yeah, I, his, his he does not sit atop any of the Forbes list that I know, Forbes list that I know of. So he got some generational things he needs to be concerned himself with, and and he should be making those happen like with no problem because he has the growth mindset of a non-African-American um, male who is oppressing himself. So I'm waiting on him to get his life together. You know? Exactly. Get your life together. So, yeah. So, I, I think that he's definitely ahead. blind to what's going on. With Like, do you not have a television? Do you not see what's going on with us? Like, do you not, or you just choosing to turn a blind eye to it. And, and you know, I think as I think really the situation with him is that this is his means to make his financial gain. Is to step on everything related to the culture of being a black man and how systematically um, the oppression of that black man has has hindered a lot of our growth in a, in a in a when we talk about a, a, a macrocosm, you know, across the the culture. And he, I think, at the end of the day, when that camera goes off, he goes to his little trailer or he goes home to his family. He knows that he just made another whatever they pay him by. Further the culture. Yeah, lying. You know, lying about the truth of the matter. Painting it as if it does not exist when it absolutely does. Um, and as you, I don't know if you finished watching that clip, but as you can see, she stays very poised. And I think she was caught off guard with some of his comments, so she didn't necessarily speak to a lot of the things that he said. I'm going to play another little clip. There is a need for black people to be held more accountable. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean that that doesn't excuse racism. That doesn't excuse institutionalized racism. That doesn't excuse. But there's no such thing. It's an illusion made up by black people and their leaders. 
where's the proof of it? Tell me where's the proof of it? There are many kids who are getting the, black kids who are allowed to get into these universities around the country, right? Based on affirmative action. And that's discrimination based on color, and that's wrong. And these kids are getting in, but they're not earned in their way. And so they, when they fail, they feel less than before they were allowed to get in based on color. And a problem. So. There was that argument again, girl. That argument. Okay, so help me understand where he did. Okay, first of all, why is he saying that racism is something that we made up? We didn't make this up. It was an excuse that we use. Is is basically what he said. We use it as an excuse to not achieve. Is what I heard. So it's okay for them to just call me all types of names and everything else. Forget, you know, the job or everything else. I could just be walking down the street and they decide to call me out my name. But that's not racism. Well, and I'm thinking about, like, are we saying racism did not exist ever? Because even white people know racism existed. That was a whole whites only, blacks around the back. I mean, they know they did that. Mm-hmm. So, so I don't know if he was saying it doesn't exist at all as it doesn't exist today because white people tell you it existed. Now, it doesn't exist in the same fashion. Again, that's where the law uh, made some things that were overtly racist illegal. But you cannot tell me. There is not a law. That's just like saying there's not a law that can be put on the books that can change a mindset in a heart. There's not. Uh-huh. That's not what law does. That I mean, people die every day, B. Somebody will kill somebody, but that's against the law. It didn't change their, their mindset or their heart. If they just decided I'm going to kill this MF, that dude is gone. Period. Because Law doesn't govern those things. It tries to tell you that there is a, a, it tries to deter behavior, but it cannot change your mindset and your heart. So if if his theory is true, then there should be no crime, period, because all those crimes that exist are illegal, and the law should have changed everybody's mindset and heart, and they should never have done it. That's not how the legal system handles racism. But the fact that you're looking at this girl and you telling this girl that it doesn't exist, it's like, how dare you? How dare you look at me and tell me my truth is the is a lie? Right. And then he proceeded to talk about affirmative action. And I hate this like very um backwoods argument about racism. I mean about affirmative action. Um, it's very annoying to to think that affirmative action means that you go get um, the lowest of the low off the street and you say, here, you can have this. That's not how affirmative action works. And he goes on to talk about being qualified or being underqualified, and that's not how it works either. Um, very rarely 
these affirmative actions saying, hey, anybody that's black, come in here and you can have this job. Right. Um, I know when I went to college, I was in those numbers for that quota. I can tell you that right now. I was qualified. If I had been black, I mean white, I would have qualified to go to the college anyway. So for the school, it was a win-win. We can bring this person in as actually highly qualified to be here, and we can count this person in our quota for African Americans. That is still affirmative action. I was still, I was still qualified. So he doesn't, what he doesn't get is that. The reason it came to be is that people who were equally or beyond the qualifications were being skipped over for positions or places because of their skin color only. That's where it came to be required because somebody looked down and said, you can't tell me that in this whole state or city or town, you can't find one black person that can do this job or can graduate this school. One, you can't find one. And so somebody had to say, well, now, in order to keep your funding, you're going to have to find this many. Uh And so it was born. That's how it works. You still have to be qualified. It's just like you, it's just like nepotism. You can bring your cousin in on the job. This is my cousin, and he needs a job. And you can get your cousin hired. But if your cousin can't do the job, your cousin gets fired. Your cousin gets fired. On his or her own, period. Same Mm -hmm. thing here. But, you know, I always get upset because people talk about one side of that story. They talk about the, the people coming in on affirmative action. And I always like to point at there are people there who are supposed to be said to be qualified, that did not need assistance, they didn't need affirmative action because they are among the color that did not qualify for affirmative action, but they made it in. They made it into the school or the job. And on their own, they could not sustain. I was just telling the mice the other day, I remember a kid who was there for a whole semester. Everybody talked about him because of the family he came from and the money they had. This lady left there at the end of the semester with like a one point something as his GPA. No affirmative mm. action in place. But he was the, a, yeah. actually a French guy. So what are you saying? Because the way that this guy goes on to this argument is that only black people stay a lot of school. Mm, I no. say no. No, I say no. They, they stay a lot of school too. And sometimes it's just like you said, a one point six, sir. No, it's not just us. Like, how is it just us? And I need to right. know what bubble he lives in to say it's just us, Because I, I was like, is this for real? I mean, this clip kept my attention because I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe a lot of the stuff he said. 
Um, then he asked her to prove that white privilege existed. Um, I don't feel like she gave him enough information to to to, I don't to think argue. He needed to prove it. He needed to, he needs to open up his mm-hmm. eyes and see it for himself. Because we can give I, you I, examples I all day, but this is not to the it. point where she was like. I think she got to the point where she was like, I'm just not going to engage this foolishness. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> let's, let's like, I don't know. I don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, this this conversation here, this interview here, I would have been waiting on commercial so I could say, excuse me, can you take my mic off? I'm done. I'm done here. I'm done, I'm done talking about this today. I'm, it would have been that whole episode of the Cosby tonight. Show when Claire went to that Sunday morning show and it was the three oh. men and she was the only one and she was like, she held her ground, but she's like, I won't offer this nonsense like right now. Yes, I do. Okay, let me see what this last little clip of this is. I think we might have talked about some of this right here. From high school up oh, you got college. a good education. Why couldn't you get into the school based on your own talent? It's because I didn't have the opportunity. First of all, not necessarily. I had different teachers. I had different so you went to a white integrated school. I'm talking about going white. into other uh, into UCLA. I still had to do be able to deal with some of the issues of going to Madonna like schools, like but what? I still had to be able to compete. Like what? What do you mean, like what? Some of the issues going to a Madonna. I went to when I went to uh, I was graduated from University High School, and at the time they didn't have an African American student union. Uh, we an African American student union at the school. Well, that's a good thing. They didn't have one. That's a good thing. Why? Why do you need something like that? They, well, they have Asian student unions. They have Jewish student unions. They have all kinds of. Did they have white student unions? They need student unions. They they own the whole school. So they're <laughs> own the school. But I'm saying there's nothing. I don't think there's nothing wrong it's with having a segregated, uh, you know, population of students who just want to uh, study together, work together, or to be able to. Would you be in support of a white student union? Yeah, of course. It would be okay with you. Yeah, why not? But most black don't feel that way. I think all cultures should be able to, to segregate and to be able to work within their cultures and network within their own cultures, absolutely. Does racism exist? I believe racism does exist. And where's the proof of that? You just see it all over in the country. There's proof of it. What, what, what do I see? Disproportionate in the economics of black people. But that has nothing to do with racism. It does. Racism is about power. About who's in control, and black people can't be racist because we're not in control. We're not in control of the educational system, the some of the social uh, organizations, and things that run this country. We're not in control. Racism is about power. Well, you would be in control, control of your own life if you had good parents. If they taught you how to be independent, if they taught you how to build, how to take care of. I've noticed that the reason I left where I lived over there in the Crenshaw District. That once the white people left, because once I moved there, when I first moved there, it was mostly white. But once they left, as they did in Gary, Indiana, and other places, the blacks turned it into a ghetto. A beautiful area went to hell in the handbox, and so I got out. But if blacks had more character and they were 
taking care of themselves and being responsible and buying land. Children, has to be taught. Then, right, so, so that, that has, has to, to be, do with racism. But that has to, of course, that has to be taught. So it's not racist. It's not white people's fault that you're not teaching your children to do that. No, but, but it's not, but the parents true. don't know. They don't know. But that's not white people's fault. But if they go into some of these institutions, these predominantly white institutions, they are targeted. They don't have the same opportunities because of their color. They, it's true. I mean, so I mean, then why go in there? Then? Why not go to all black schools? I mean, what is this in there? I'm sorry. But people just use that. But why did I, you see a lot of these black kids going to uh, the white universities, and then they they force their way in by saying, "I need affirmative action." Once they get in, now they crying racism. Why do you want to force your way in with the people you think are your enemies, and you're still complaining once you get there? I don't think people are forcing their way. I don't, they are. Affirmative action exists. Of course, based on color. But does affirmative action exist? Are people getting in based on affirmative action? Yes. Today, Otherwise, they wouldn't be there. The way Trump did you hear that? Just level the playing field. So it is going to happen. So I see why. Hallelujah. Did you hear that? That's so much. That's so much. Um, you know, you know me well enough to know I am definitely a product of an HBCU. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Affirmative action is across the board, whether you're the – because in HBCU, they, the others are a minority, okay? Right. Um, third, if you flip that around, it's still affirmative action that's helping them get into this HBCU. Um, so, sir, you're just not well-educated. That's all it is. His whole last set of comments was exactly what racists say about us. Yeah. So that our character is the question. We move into an area and we make it a ghetto. Um, We can't um, teach our kids to have character. He 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 sat here black city. Or town. He just said that. He just said everything that you hear uh, a racist person say, and he has the same color skin as we do. But he he said everything. He hates himself. He hates that part of himself so much. He hates that part of his his family. He hates that part of his ancestry. So much that he can sit in front of those cameras and say that those hateful, um, the comments that continue to be part of the stigma we have to fight against just every day. We have to fight those things every day already. When Mm -hmm. we take jobs and we show up at work and we have purple tips on our hair, we have to fight that stigma. And then some chick can walk in with blonde hair and the end of her tips is purple. And she's just, oh, Jane, she's a free spirit. But when you saw Shantae with it, she was ghetto. That wasn't professional. It's the same color purple. I don't understand. So we, but these are the stigmas that we have against us already because people can sit up and say, oh, yeah, when it's a whole bunch of black people in the neighborhood, it's the ghetto. 
He just said that in front of his camera, in front of his audience, whoever he has that watches this series that he does. He just went ahead and perpetuated that narrative with his brown skin. That's that's the killing part. And so when we're fighting against the, those things in the workplace or wherever, then that gets thrown back at us. Oh, look, no, 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 this black guy, he said the same thing. And he's black, so it must be true. And so now we're fighting them and us. And it's like, mm-hmm. who wants to wake up to that every day? Every day we wake up in that world. It's nonstop. So, yeah, so that, that you're welcome to go on my page and find that. It's topic number two. And I don't want to talk about that one anymore because it is so much hate field in that. And, and I just wish that Sister Girl had handled him a different way and shut him down. But she couldn't shut him down. And I know she was trying to, continue, you know, keep the conversation moving and whatever her purpose for being part of that discussion, she was trying to stay, you know, on that train of thought or whatever. But she should have just said, you know what, hold on. She should have let that bun down. And she should have tell you something. Mm-hmm. And she should have got you you that would have yeah. been great TV. That would have been great TV. She should have done that. Um, okay, so um, there was another one that was a little girl, right? And I don't know. Mm-mm. I think we do stuff to our kids for a couple of likes and some to go viral. And I don't think we think about later. Like, how that will be later. You know what I mean, Ma? Uh-uh. Wait a minute. Repeat it because I was looking at something else, too, at the same time. You know, I get sidetracked. No. So the little girl with the wig in the car. I think sometimes we do. I've seen people post it. I've seen people post that one, but I just haven't watched it. Yeah. Because okay. I'm like, why does this girl got this grown ass wig on? I don't want. I don't want to watch it. And, like, and I, that's exactly my response. Yeah, I, I had seen it and I kept scrolling, and I wasn't gonna watch it. But now that we wind down and it was one of the things that I wind down, so um, okay. I'm gonna post it as topic three. Anybody that wants to go check it out, it'll be posted as topic three. And okay, so let me just, uh, I guess yeah. I'll watch it because we have to discuss this here. And I'm gonna I'm gonna let some of it play so that you know the listening audience can hear some of it. Um, so. Wait a minute. Yes, ma'am. That was not mom. 
I'm going to hope that wasn't she was in the car with like older sister, big cousin. Let's, let's I'm going to say that was not. I know that it wasn't her mama, especially when she was like, she. <laughs> I know that with her mama. She, she, she dropped a couple of big girl curse words. Um, now, not to say that, you know, big girl, that kids won't cuss because, Lord, today, I was tested. She lucky she was on anesthesia because she was cussing up a storm. She cussed. But, girl. I'm happy to hear this story. I'm, I try to, <laughs> to post the videos. I might post the videos uh, later on. But, yeah, she was cussing. And I was like, you're cussing. And she was like, oh, I'm cussing? Yes, you're cussing, little girl. So yeah, she she was the I'm telling you the um anesthesia was like a truth serum, so she couldn't stop it. She didn't have no filter. I was like, yeah, you talk like this a lot. That was the twenty year old. It's like, yeah, you talk on a regular basis like this. Just mm-hmm. you yeah. filter for mom. I mean, she's twenty. Yeah, you filter she's around in college. Mom. She's in college, and you know, college you cuss up a storm in college. That's cool, girl. What? That's why I learned my most of my big words and kind of talking about. Right. I, I thought it was so funny though. I was like, okay, you cussing again. Cause she was trying, like, I could tell when the anesthesia was coming out, it was wearing off because she started being more conscious, you know. And then I had to run and do all the little errands and get her medicine and stuff. So my mom came to sit with her and she was like, okay, I can't talk because I can't cuss in front of my granny. I was like, what? So she realized she didn't have a lot of control, so she just didn't talk while my mom was. She was like, Mm-mm. "I'm not, talk- I'm not cussing by granny, so I'm just gonna be quiet. I'm gonna make noises." So she would grunt and point, and I was like, "Oh, she seriously is trying to make sure she don't cuss in front of my mom." All right, I got it. But I mean, at least she had that much respect for mama. I guess you know that's important. Okay, so. Let's get back to this wig. So here, here's this little girl. She puts this wig on, and then she takes it off, and she puts it back on, and then she is imitating um, a woman, you know, talking about her hair. It's not her weave ain't stiff, and it moves, and it shakes, and yes. But she's so, what's the word? What do you call it? Um, she a mess because first of all, okay, so this, let me start at the beginning. I take issue with the mama. And here's why I take the issue with the mama. Because when she pulled that wig off of her hair, I can tell your mama ain't combed your, your hair right? at least a week and a half. At least a week and a half. That's the least I'm giving you. It could be longer. Yeah. So yeah. I take issue with your mama. Then why? So then the second thing I take issue with is that wig is not a grown woman's wig. You had that baby fitted for that wig. Mm-hmm. So am I the only one saying that this is not a normal wig? This is a child size wig. So you think that's her wig? I thought it was like a bob, like like the cousin or, or sister. I thought maybe it was her that, bob. No, I, I, was, that, I was hoping that wasn't that baby's hair. 
I definitely looked and saw that, but I was just hoping like she had a large head or something for her age. I was praying that that was not their baby's wig. No, that, that wig, that, now, you know, you can, you can buy wig caps. I don't know if that would be bad if that was her wig, you know what I mean? Because, I don't know. I guess it would be, I guess we'd have to go as deep as to say, well, what's the reason behind the wig? But, oh, my gosh, I just, and it's a stigma that we are attaching to that as well because, you know, it's so hard being straight-lined about anything because there are always gray areas. But I just feel like kids are not kids anymore. I feel like we're, no, we're not, robbing them. We're not allowing them. them to be these kids. We're not allowing them I feel them. like we're robbing them of childlike concerns and behaviors and thoughts and I feel like we're not allowing them to have those anymore. Like, we're making them be little of, women so we can put it on the camera I, and they can do it in front of everybody, you know? Right. And I think that social media has a big play in that. Um, I can only speak from raising my 17 my year old. I can only speak from that. Because when yeah. people see her with her one of her friends, People say, oh, you are the young, you, are you the youngest one? They'll say that to my daughter, and my daughter is older than her friend. But mm-hmm. the way this young lady dresses and the way that she acts, you would think she was an adult. But, no, she's 16. Mm-hmm. Brother, if you keep looking in her direction, you're going straight to jail. Don't You don't even pass, go collect $200. Oh, you're going straight to jail. Like, and and it's so crazy because I sit and I listen to the conversation, whether they realize I'm listening or not. I sit and I listen to the conversation, and my daughter is t- trying to tell this girl, like, hey, you got to stop doing this. You And, like, she's trying to be the, the good one. Yeah. While, and while even though this young lady, she gets straight A's and she has a little job, you making some decisions that don't that don't reflect that, mm-hmm. and it's just like people don't allow just a, and like people are like you still buy your daughter's clothes. I sure do. Yes, when we go shopping, yes, it's it's to the point you are still going to look like a teenager. You're not about to be wearing some grown ass woman's clothes. Like she's a she. My daughter's a size. Two at most. Uh huh. <laughs> she wears a two. Um, depending on the jeans, she may wear a medium shirt. But some of these shorts, like she, she laughs at me because I'm like, Ooh. "Hey, we're not really buying no shorts. You know that, right? Because these shorts are cut too short for me." Right. And I have that problem with my two-year-old. Yes, no. She's twenty. She's twenty, and I'm uh-huh. like, "Look, if my money buying them." Mm-mm. If you got your own money, you can buy that. Fine. But my money is not buying no coochie cutters. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. If I can Mm-mm. see your panties hanging out the outside of the shorts, no ma'am. And I, and you know, yeah. my child is yeah. not a size two. Um, her fanny <laughs> pack <laughs> is. Her fanny pack is, baby, it's, it's stuffed up. It's a whole lot in her fanny pack. So 
even regular length shorts are a challenge. They uh-huh. they come, they got to be super short. They have they know they got a job to do. Um, so there was a like we ordered some because you know it's like okay let's see what these look like, and I was like go try these on because I'm nervous about this one pair. And their one pair mm-hmm. had to be returned because they were called cheeky shorts. I already was nervous with the title because you are not the average cheek. So, yeah, those those had to go back because we couldn't do those. So I definitely understand. And, and you know, they're still young in, in their mindset, you know. Even my 20-year-old, she doesn't handle I don't know the stairs. I don't. I don't want to say word like appreciation or the whatever. It's the attention, I guess. This is, she doesn't handle that well. So while we getting her to the point where she understands it, and I'm still explaining it, and I'm still asking, you know, how you feel about that? Okay, this, this is how men are. They see, you know, they eat with their eyes. I'm trying to make her understand that. Uh-huh. She's still not comfortable with it. So I'm not. Don't advertise right. something that you're not ready for. You're not ready for that. Don't ask me. Put the cheeks up. And that leads me. That leads me to the thought of like when I was in college, and you know how you, you know how you go on trips with your girlfriends, like to the Mm -hmm. beach or something for spring break. And I remember one instance, me and like eight of my girlfriends on a trip to Daytona. Now keep in mind Mm -hmm. that some of us are from thick, from thick tits. Some of us are some itty bitties, and some of us are somewhere in between. <laughs> right. And Most sets of friends, yeah. Yeah, and so there was these two young ladies that were with us, and they would throw on their bikini tops and throw on their little shorts. And back then, guys, they, they would look and try to touch. As well, they probably still do it now, but yeah. they do. They did it a lot then, yeah, back in the early two thousands. And mm-hmm. I remember one of them saying, "You ain't gotta touch me and do this." And, and I'm thinking to myself, "You put them little tail shorts on mm-hmm. with your with them open, showing your bikini bottoms, and you have on a bikini top." Yeah. You did this for the attention. Now you get the attention and you don't want it. Make up your mind what you want to do. You can't handle the fact that these grown-ass men, keep in mind we're, we're like, at that time we were 21, 22, and you have to realize they were grown-ass men at these functions. They ain't in nobody's college. Right. (laughs) Because they're preying on young They trying to get their love. They know you. some of them are looking for a sugar daddy. They're like, hey, you ain't sugar daddy. Exactly. I want a little mama, so let's, let's get this on. Right. Exactly. And so they would get so upset until one, while we were down there, I was trying to pull one source. I'm like, why, why are you upset with that man and you chose to put this on? You chose it. What's the problem? Well, he didn't have a right to touch and, and, You're right. He did it. But you chose right. consciously 
because you woke up that morning and you cut your little stuff on the bed like this is what I'm wearing. I'm going to be cute. But now you're mad and now you want to sit up in the room. Well, you're going to sit up in here by yourself because my big booty butt uh-uh. is going out here and find me a motorcycle to ride. Now, what? And I'm sure you left and did your thing. I wanna, I wanna. Me and my homegirl um, left, like my best friend left. We left and just left her there. Five right, I know, I know you did. You was done. You said your piece. But I wanna read this comment Latoya Williams made, and I'm sure she was making about the first video with the girl mm-hmm. talking about, you know. But I think it connects to the one we're talking about now in the sense of, of 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 the time period change. So she said, I was told at a young age, if he don't work, he don't eat. So growing up, I knew that a man is supposed to work and provide for his family. Well, she knew. I also knew that if I saw adult situations, such as a man being lazy and living off of a woman, I knew to stay in a child's place and shut the fuck up. Mm, I know that's right. I have to change my thumbs up to a heart. I love that one. Because I, I, know that's I right. agree with that. I super agree, I agree with that. Um, you know, being exposed is one thing, but having that guidance that comes along with that exposure changes the game. I think that's what's missing is that there is no guidance here. It's just exposure. It's exposure after exposure after exposure. Let them see everything. And now you don't even get to control some of what they see because of social media. Mm-hmm. Because if you allow them to have it, Instagrams or whatever, you don't get to see what's funneling um, into their brains. You just exactly. get to the outcome. You know. Well, I was, um, oh my goodness. So the other night with my child's Instagram, I was wondering why are you and your friend up live on Instagram at this time of night? So I chimed in. I sure did. Why are you up? You should be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like the conditions of it, you I have to you have to I have to follow you and you can follow me, but you don't make no comments on mine unless it's about the kids stuff. So, like, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And she, and this is how I know she cussed you out because she said they were talking about something, and I came in on the end of it, and she was like, she. I said like, what? And then yeah. she saw me pop up. She was like, she was like, hey mom. And it's like, hey girl. <sighs> and then like the next day, Baby. and it's like, hey girl. So, uh, so well, we're going somewhere. She had to announce to so the friends, friends too. She had to let them friends yeah. know. My mama over here. No, don't say nothing. Because you know, I will tell your mama. You, I will tell it. What was it? I I'm not parent. You're not about to. Parent with the so I'm telling like, everything. Yeah. I'm, I will, because we're not going to have this, because we got a village. And we, you know what I'm saying? Like, this village is trying to stay all right. Right. But I think that, because I, I 
keep telling him, I'm going to get Snapchat. I don't have a Snapchat because I think Snapchat is just like, I don't have But she'll say, I don't have anything bad on my Snapchat. She's like, I don't. She's like, because she knows my um, sister-in-law follows her on Snapchat. So good. either way, somebody is there on Snapchat. I'm not, I don't, I'm just not going to get it. I don't want it. But I think that we try to give them a freedom in social media, but we also have to still have those guidelines, especially with our teenagers. Like, oh, your 20-year-old, yeah. she's growing into her own, and, you know, she's going to say something. I know, girl, but I got to see what you're doing because I, I got to see what you're doing, though. I know you're 20, but you live in here. You gonna complete your no property? You got a set of keys <laughs> to your own attic. When you get a set of keys to your own attic, you get total and complete privacy. And then I'm still your mama, so if I come over, I'm looking in your medicine cabinet. I mean, that's just who I am. Get to know that. Deal with that. Live that. Understand that. Mm-hmm. That's who I am. So, All right, mama. I mean, it is. I I try. I, I just try to be honest with who I am. Um, I don't like the fact that I got to know stuff, but I know who I'm dealing with. I know I can sit straight in your mm-hmm. face and ask you something, and you won't tell me nothing. I know who you are. So since I know who you are, I got to operate like that. I give I give you the platform to talk to me about anything. I, I leave okay. the door open, judgmental at first. I listen before I react, all of that. I give you all of those benefits. However... At the end of the day, I'm your mama. I'm not your friend. Your friends, you had an opportunity to tell them, and they told you. They told you everything that your friend's supposed to say to you. When you finally got around to me, I'm going to say what your mom is supposed to say. Then you have the best of both worlds because I'm not your friend. You know, and that that I think that the appreciation for that has gone out the window. I think society has pushed people to be so. Um, concerned with being PC that we're losing sight of, of just being honest. And I got to be mm-hmm. honest. And, and I have to be responsibly honest. And when it comes to someone who doesn't know because of the lack of experience, that's why you're the child, not mom, then I have to give you the benefit of my experience. And to tell you something against my experience would be hypocritical. So I and mm-hmm. I have to, you know, I put that into my conversation when I'm having that conversation with my child. Look, I've only experienced life this way. This is what I know to be true. There is a whole nother way out there that I don't know nothing about, and I can't tell you about that. You know, I, I do let her know that I am one side or one perspective, and from my perspective, this is my suggestion or my opinion or whatever. But... Yeah, honey, I can't, I can't play. Because, you know, some kids, you can't play with them. You can't tell them friend stuff and expect them to go make a rational decision because they don't. And if the last words that you hear are, are my words of advice, I want to know that what I said didn't lead up to you doing something that caused your demise. You know, I don't want to be the okay. one that caused you to kill yourself or getting in a serious accident or, you know, got that debilitating disease or I want to make sure what I said to you try to save you from that. Uh-huh. So. Okay, moving on. 
So um, topic four, and we don't have a lot of time left to talk about topic four, and that's fine. Uh, topic four was about the view. And on the view, there was a conversation being had about Democrats and Republicans and some conversations. And the title of the clip is so misleading. It was saying that uh, Megan McCain destroys Whoopi Goldberg. No, that's not what happened. Um, Megan did get the opportunity to speak from her perspective of about Republicans and their platform and um, in saying so would be defended her thoughts about, you know, what she believes in. And if you could see, uh, if you watch the clip, Whoopi handles things very, very um, politely. Like, she doesn't get upset. Like, she just, her whole point is how come when we say what we think, it's a problem. But when it's you guys saying what you think, it's, it's correct. And she said, I just asked to be able to believe how I believe, and you can believe how you believe. Yeah. Right. So it's... It was really a good conversation. They talk about pro-choice, pro-life. Um, and, of course, you know, maybe say, we believe that all life is life. And life doesn't start when, when you say. Life starts when life starts. And what we told point was, that's your belief. That's your belief. And, and no one says you can't believe that way. But stop telling me I can't believe how I believe. If I don't think that that is is when life starts, stop trying to undo what I believe and make everybody be on board with what you believe, and that's the only right. And I think that was a good point. And of course, Megan didn't really want to address the point Whoopi was making. She wanted to continue with why the Republican perspective is the right perspective because it enforces the Constitution. It does with bias, as most Republicans do. So it was, it was a good, um, you know, differentiation between the different topics that we had. I thought it was good to move to something else and stop pounding away at some of the things that happen in our culture and move into some things that just so American way. I did expect us to get into some of the other things that have been happening politically in our world and um but yeah we didn't we didn't get a chance to do that. So <laughs> say next week we actually have a guest on the show so the conversation is going to be swayed in a different way. And so we'll start showing that banner um or sharing that banner tomorrow. Um so next week okay. we have a uh, Robin Stevens and um She's excited to be with us, yeah. and we're excited to have her. And then um, had another inquiry, um, and I'm, you know, we're trying to find a good date and schedule another guest, and so I'll be talking more about that guest coming on. Um, we haven't had a lot of guests here lately. It's been a lot of things going on in the author world as far as the um, 
different events. So I know uh, mm-hmm. kickback is coming. People are excited right. about kickback. So congratulations to all authors that are going to kickback. And I hope you do great. You sell out and you make all the money that you spend plus some. Um, yeah. So. I'm gonna um I, I'm going to finish um Ms. Robin's series. Um so so I'll be prepared to talk about her series when she comes on next okay. week. I'm gonna finish it between now and then. Um I'll probably okay. I'm already halfway through season one, so I'll probably I'll probably get it done by that week. So it's gonna be interesting, fun and have a good time and hope everybody else gets when they hear about it and look at the series they enjoyed as well. I'm excited. You're excited. Well, that's awesome. I'm going to check it out, too. Um, I plan to spend that this time between this show and the next show, getting those uh, those watched. We'll post a link to those so that you'll know what the hell we're talking about uh, mm-hmm. on uh, my Facebook, so you'll know. She has a, a YouTube series that uh, we're going to be discussing next week, so Definitely want to check that out before the show. And we'll probably do kind of like we did tonight while we're on the show. We'll post some clips or some pieces so okay. people can you know, follow along what we're talking about. Um, maybe that Ron and Imaj, you know, give us two or three that they want to kind of talk to her about. And then we'll just limit to those that we put post up. Uh, other than that... I'm going to say something that has something to do with on this stupid social media. Something on social media this past couple of days. I was like, yeah, I want to bring that up and get off social media. But I can't remember now because um, I've been drinking. Well, there was a lot of things on social media. Like, you you wanted to talk you wanted to talk about the Tyler Perry thing where he had to make an announcement to say, hey, look, stop sharing this because this is fake. And I, I just, I'm so tired of seeing it. Like, stop sharing the Tyler Perry clip. Stranger Fruits. 
I do. What's that? Um, okay. And not that some of us needed more information to believe that the Michael Brown situation was was a cover-up. I think it's just, I, I think it's important to see some of the dynamics and to see how mishandled some things are. I think people just need to see it. And, um, yeah, I think people need to see it because I think that goes, that kind of prompted me to talk about media because if you watch Stranger Fruit, you're going to see how the media, even in its questioning of of if things are correct, they perpetuate the narrative in the wrong direction. Even though they're saying, oh, this ain't right. That ain't how that works. That, that don't make sense. They then perpetuate the narrative because they're giving it time and air and life. So, Stranger Fruit, um, I don't know if it was Showtime. I don't have HBO. So, it was maybe Showtime Stars or something. Check on your local listings, but it's worth a watch. Um, that was one of the things okay. I was talking about. I might I might be able to find it on my little thing because I don't be trying to watch it. I don't I didn't purchase the movie channel, but I can look at it on my terrarium TV because I got that app on my tablet. So yeah. Oh, she fancy. Well, she fancy. Um, <laughs> I think that's it. I think that's all that I can think of now. Whatever I was going to say, I'm going to remember when we're done with our show and be like, that's what I wanted to say. I, I just want to make sure everybody gets a chance to um, experience um, with me. I'm sitting there at the volleyball saying, I've been in volleyball every day. We are finished. We're wrapping it up. Kids putting her slides on, taking her volleyball tire off. So little brothers and little sisters are out on the court because they ain't no more girls on the court. So they're out there, and they're supposed to be helping to put the balls away. Two little kids are out there, and um, two little boys, and they're tossing the volleyballs back into the containers, right? But, of course, they're boys, so they're doing it like it's a basketball, and they're shooting hoops, right? And one's a little Caucasian boy, and one's a little African-American boy, and they're just having a good time. And so you hear one shoot and says, Kobe, and you, you hear him shoot again, Kobe. And you turn around because you assume the little African American baby is having these hoop dreams. Uh, no, it was a little white kid. He was shooting his shot. What's the Kobe? Um, Kobe every time he took a shot. And I thought, how cute is that? Reverse affirmative action right there. There you go. So don't tell me affirmative action is not for everybody because, you know, we the majority in basketball, NBA. So he is getting a little assistance being Kobe. I'm just saying. So it's cute. It was cute. It's a cute moment. Yep. It's a cute moment. I love it. And, I mean, I think y'all saw all the little new videos, people calling the police on people, and then they end up getting fired. So, um, yeah, and one of them was in um, my area. One was in my area. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, pool, patrol, Paul, or whatever they called him. Yeah, he was 
from the yeah. city over on Western Salem, North Carolina, and yeah, that ass got fired too. Yep. Hurt, hurt, hurt. So yeah, keep your little thoughts to yourself if they're not going to to be um, fair thoughts, equal thoughts, just thoughts. Just shut up. That's what you do. You just shut up. Um, shut up, shut up, just shut up, shut up. You remember Whitney Houston singing that song? Just shut up, shut up. I'm oh, sorry. Yep. Shut up, shut up. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, there you go. Congratulations. Y'all know Remy's my girl. Congratulations, Remy, on that pregnancy and renewing those vows. You were gorgeous. Your wedding day was really nice. And, um, go ahead and tell Pastor Cooley he ain't got to beat up 50. We don't need no, no blood on the streets because uh, Canaan is ruthless. Don't, don't get him upset. <sighs> and she now lives here. <laughs> Oh, in Raleigh, right. North Carolina, and Carrie. Who is? Yeah. Like I feel like I need what to go there. I still have not made the trip to her store. Um, it's about an hour and some change away. I haven't made the trip down yet. I don't go to that area. I feel like if I go oh. to that area, I'm going to see X live in the area. It's just my luck. You probably is. is. You probably is. Mm-hmm, just probably my is. luck. Uh, congratulations to Cardi B and her baby culture, born um, yesterday. Yay. Good good job. Mm-hmm. I've seen that on day. You know, we did it. I guess she did it for the culture um, with the K. She did it for the culture um, with the K. And so people have been giving Cardi. Cardi a hard time about naming her kid. Like, really? Like, Beyonce didn't name her first kid Blue. Seriously? And people didn't name their kids. Okay, and then what that Kardashian named her children? Chicago West and Trust and and North and Lake. Yeah, so Northwest. Let's chill out. Thank you, thank you. Chicago West. Yeah, let's let let people live. Let people live. It's a street name. Your kid is literally a street name. Chicago West. Your your kid is a set of directions. Right. 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 So, so people live. I mean, that's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that's it. I was waiting for my memory to kick in, but you know, I told y'all I got that little gray hair up here. And you didn't say what it was. I don't I can't figure it out. It's with the gray hair curled up. I don't know what it is anymore. So um, I thought if I said a couple of things, I'd go, oh, yeah, but it didn't happen. So we're just going to go ahead and let this be made as it is. Um, I don't remember. So we'll save it for next time. If I remember, I'll jot it down so I can um, know what I was talking about. But other than that, we're going to call it an evening. I thank Imash who could not get on the live today. I don't know what Facebook is doing and, and taking our live abilities away. Update your app because I just I had to update mine, so it might be that you need to update your app. I and might you know these apps have been updated, right? You know how right. this thing works. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm gonna update my because we just was live together. We was just live together when the dude made me mad and the lady was cleaning the window. We was just live together. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um, join us next week when we will have our guest, Robin Stevens, and we'll be talking about her series on YouTube, which is what is it? Heaven. Called Heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's called Heaven. So. You can Google that and look it up on YouTube if you want to know. Then we'll have the link posted on my page and Imada's page. And um, take a look and join us with some discussion. Maybe you can have a real poignant question for her um, specific to one episode and we get inside Mm -hmm. details. So thank you for being here. Thank you for being part of the Wind Down Live. And thank you for um, joining in our conversation. It was a whole lot of great comments um, being made while the show was on. So that's yep, appreciated. We even had some more uh, famous friends stop through and hang with us. Miss Adele, hey, how you doing? She's <laughs> we a regular friend. We're regular friends. She's regular. She's a regular friend. She told you she's regular. Okay. Well, she's a regular I don't know what this <laughs> you put up with this if you if you feel like it. What the what? Okay, so I'm gonna go post something okay. that's gonna get me kicked off Facebook. You can wait. I'm gonna go post something that's gonna get me kicked off Facebook. Don't make people kick you off your Facebook on this night, and you know you gotta go live tomorrow. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not. Say she be bringing shit on herself. All right, That's what they love. told me last night. They was like, "That's what they said last night on my um post." It was like, "We trying to save you, and you doing it to yourself." That's all right. Good night, everybody. And good night, everybody. Sleep See well. you next week. Good night. All right. Good night.